Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by the woman who will be cleaning out my closet at the end of my time here, Heather. That's really sad thought. Oh, <laughs> Way I to know. start on a high note. I know. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'd love to hear from all of you. Please send us questions or comments. Uh, you can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Well, we have a little bit of a different show for you today. Um, today, we are going to be talking about preparing for the inevitable. Um, the end of our time here on Earth. I know, a little bit of a downer. Um, but uh, we're doing this because it's it's been a, a different time for us here. So um, about uh, coming up on two weeks ago, my dad passed away. And uh, so a bit of a family emergency. And as such, we had to travel last minute from Singapore to the U.S. and start dealing with everything that there is to deal with there. So it was a matter of, I mean, pulling, getting finances all set up for as a result of this. Um, he's got a, a business that we're dealing with. He's got a house and a and a wife, and it, there's a, a whole but host of things going on that have just been consuming us lately. Yeah, and I think I think what what's been really hard is at times like this, it's it's a very sad time, and you're grieving. And this was very shocking. This was unexpected. It was sudden. We had had an amazing video chat with him the day before. Totally, completely surprised by this news, and so very sad. I mean, even if it's not a shock, it's still a very sad time in life when you're grieving someone close to you that you loved. And then you get thrown into this very stressful time. It's like, okay, while you're at your lowest point and you're sad and you're grieving, now we get to do all of this super stressful things that you've never done before. You don't know how to do it. It's super stressed. There's just so much stuff to do. It's just, it's just double double the bad like bad stuff going on and, it's uh, a lot of bad stuff <laughs> and it all is there's all a financial impact and like you said this isn't something generally that you, that you expect to happen so you you mentioned we had a call the day before with him and uh yeah i mean we thought we had plenty of time left to figure things out he thought he had plenty of time left to figure things out um and so in your situation you might think, oh, I've got, I, I've got plenty of years, maybe decades to get my stuff in order. But the reality is, is that you may not. You might, but but you also may not. And so, um, we, we thought it was going. To, we thought it'd be critical and certainly timely from our standpoint um, to have a discussion today about why it's so critical to have these discussions now with your spouse and how you can prepare how you can prepare your spouse so that your spouse isn't isn't left wondering now what do I do or your kids aren't left wondering now what do we do um and, and that your your family's prepared uh for for the inevitable yeah i mean this isn't a very happy topic so apologies for that uh if you're tuning in we normally try to have it be a little lighter and more fun but 
it is really important and it it, it is it is something that I, I don't know how well people have it organized. I mean, I think your dad was in a pretty good place. We're in a pretty good place, but there's always a few things that aren't done perfectly that create more um, chaos or confusion. So even though it's not a fun topic, it's a lot of work. It, it is really important. And um, yeah, you, you always think you're going to have more time and, and you don't. So it's, this is a really critical conversation for you as a couple to sit down and, and talk through. Right. Yeah. In, so one of the things that um, you, you mentioned, he had, he had some things that were, that were really good and really um, set up well. One of the things that, that he did that I thought was, was incredibly valuable was he had a, a collection of some of those key documents that are, were, were really helpful at least um as we were first walking into this situation to figure out what what was there he had he had birth certificates marriage his marriage certificates uh titles to the car the house um his will was there bank account information bank numbers and bank names his brokerage account info was there his social security number and his wife's social security number were available um all of that in in one collection which was so helpful as just a starting point, right? I mean that granted that that's just the tip of the iceberg on things you need, but it's it's what you need immediately. Yeah, and thankfully like we had been back 2 months prior and he had showed you that and told you here's all my information, here's where it's at. Um, yeah, he had walked just, you through he had it. just pu- pulled it all together. Yeah, so. so thankfully, A, you knew that he had it and where it was, So, and he had done it. So that was a huge Yeah, I don't know what I would have done if, if that yeah. wasn't there. It would have been – it was already a nightmare, but it would have been even worse. Um, and, and then in addition to that, he also had uh, – he had a headstone already purchased and engraved and had a, a burial plot already figured out. And uh, so – didn't have to worry about that. So those were the things that I think went really well. And certainly I would recommend that be done for everybody. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it's a great starting point. It, it, it takes a lot of stress off. There's still plenty of stress. Um, I mean, he didn't, there, there, not everything was in place. So we, he, he had his own, he was, had a sole proprietorship. He had a small, small business that he was running. And there was no plan there on how to roll down that business or how to how to scale down that business. Yeah. And not only was there no plan, there was really no organization of what even was the business. There was no here's the client list. Here's the companies that I work with. Here's any basic information. We've just kind of had to go pour through documents and kind of try to figure this out. And... Right. And and we didn't know what his wishes were for, for the company upon his passing. So what should have happened, what I would have liked is if there was a folder in, in that same doc, that same grouping of, of, of documents that said, here's what you do with my business. Here are the steps you take um, when, when I'm gone to take care of the business. Um, so, I, what I think is happening is I think we're missing out likely on on some revenue. We're missing out on taking care of his clients properly. Um, there are most certainly balls being dropped right now because that plan wasn't in place. And there's really nothing 
to be done about that. We're doing the best we can, but there's not a lot we can do about that. And then he he also could have had a better plan in place uh, for his wife. So his wife has uh, some memory care issues, and his plan was essentially that he would take care of her. But that only works as long as he's alive. So having a plan for what do you do when you are unable to take care of a take care of a spouse is critically important for the the care of that spouse because we then had as a family had to act what in what may not have been his wishes or or the wishes that she wanted because none of those were documented we acted in what we thought were were the best uh best methods possible yeah i mean i think this topic is really hard right because again you don't you don't want to ever think you're going to be in that situation where you're not able to take care of yourself or your spouse isn't there to take care of you, but life happens and it it does. And so those aren't fun conversations to have and things not that you don't want to have to plan for, but it's just better to be prepared for these situations because it really would have, to your point, like we don't, we don't know what the, I mean, I know he wanted to take care of her, but he was no longer there. So, you know, what, what is the plan? And I think, um, you know, just added a lot more stress. And to your point, like, is this the right thing that we're doing? And, and, and exactly. And we had to make decisions then based on what we were aware of as a current financial situation. So is, is this the amount of money that we should be spending or that he wanted to spend or that they wanted to spend on, on care? We have no idea. And so we're, we're making judgment calls on that. Um, and, and so, I mean, this is specific to their situation, but I mean, there weren't all the kids are grown up, but this is for, for those of you that are yes. younger and have kids, like, you know, definitely having a plan for other dependents, but yeah. Yeah. You want a clear plan for kids, um, what happens with them, all of that. And then uh, similarly, we, there, we, we didn't have a power of attorney in place uh, to, to be able to act on behalf of the surviving spouse. So that created another level where it took us about a week in order to get that power of attorney before we were able to have access to estate funds. So we didn't really have a way to do things like pay the bills. So we had key bills that were coming up. We had, you know, in, in, insurance, medical things that were that were happening that that were that were due. Some bills that were past due that needed to be paid, and we had no way to pay them uh, cleanly. Well, I mean, we did, I mean, she was able to sign checks. We had to do the work, but you're right. It wasn't as easy as it, it could have been had right. that been in place and we could have just, or you could have just taken that right away. So right. It, it, it added a little more extra complicated complication um, and just took some more time to get that sorted out. Um, and then another thing, which I know I'm going to be dealing with for a, quite a while now is the house. So uh, dad had quite a bit of stuff in his house. Uh, the, the, if you walked through the place, there were, there were portions where, there were um, papers and, and things strewn out around the, the floor. Some rooms you couldn't open the door to get into because there was so much stuff in it. Um, I wouldn't call him a hoarder, but there were certainly some tendencies there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, he, and he doesn't have a small house. I mean, no, it's a pretty no. sizable house, and, and there was not an inch of space that wasn't really being used. And, and I think it was a situation of can't bring... And they, they, it was good stuff. Like, there's good stuff there, but unable to bring himself to get rid of certain things um, that, that certainly are good items. But as a result of that now, um, that inability is now pushed off onto the family. 
and the family has to bear that burden. So I wish that there would have been um, that that sorting, that that running through of household items, so that what's left behind is are really the things that either need to be passed down or um, things that are that are active and being used, um, and th and that that wasn't left up to to the family to decide what were the wishes here. Right, because now we we don't. There's just so much stuff. It's like what's important, what isn't. And... I, I'm I'm terribly afraid that we're going to be throwing away, and we likely will be throwing away things that that he thought were very valuable and that he wanted passed down to us. That I just have no idea because they're amidst the rest of the clutter, and so out out in the dumpster they go, or out to the auction they go, or wherever, and uh, that kills me a little bit. But that's the situation that we were left with. The last thing that I wanted to mention here would be around passwords. So there's, I, what I really wished is that we had had, and I did have a few passwords for dad, but um, having more of his passwords available would have been helpful. Um, getting into the brokerage account and such, I, I had a password that got me part of the way, but I didn't have security questions. And so then I had to wait until I had power of attorney in order to go ahead and get in and, and get to those accounts. And so it just, it all, it all takes time. So the more that you can document those passwords and have those available, the easier it's going to be on your family. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, passwords, that's such messy, right? Cause you update those all the time. But the, the thing that you pointed out was the security questions. I wouldn't have even thought of that. It's one thing to have a doc with, here's your Here's your user ID and your password, but the security questions—that's a good. Right, call. you might you might not remember your your father's <laughs> high school's mascot, right? <laughs> I can <laughs> or, barely or, remember mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good good things to to keep in mind. Also around, uh, yeah, around the passwords, it's just you 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 don't necessarily even have to have passwords that some some uh some accounts you're able to specify uh, a beneficiary for your for your account so like i have you heather set up if i don't log into my gmail account in three months i know that's a long time but if you don't have my password or can't get in you're going to get access three months later you're going to get an email and with with a message custom written by me saying here's here's a link and to have access to my account and that's similar facebook does that similarly um i don't think for security reasons banks do that kind of thing but um you can check on that there are a lot of online services that do that type of thing as well so uh, there there were also some things that surprised us along the way and granted we're, we're still early in this journey i'm sure there's a lot more that's going to surprise us yeah and i think also <laughs> you know unfortunately david lost his mom three and three years ago so this isn't first time we've been through this but we're still this is a whole different situation and there's still things that we're surprised and learning yes even, every even situation this is, is different yeah like anytime someone passes there's things that are going to surprise you it's going to be different and one of the things that that surprised me this time around was just how much money had to go out in that first week like very quickly, and I think a big part of that was um, the the burial versus cremation with my dad versus versus with my mom, and 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 then the uh, us being in Singapore versus the U.S. There were there was travel. There's um, just 
a lot of cash going out both on our side and then on the side of the estate all in that those first really those first couple days right like thousands and thousands of dollars going out right so and yeah and so it makes it so critical that you have on the personal side a, a solid emergency fund to pull from because you are going to drain that so quickly <laughs> Yeah, it was surprising, the cash outflow. Oh, my gosh. And, and then also on the estate side, um, it, it's important to have liquid assets sitting for your your beneficiaries, for, for your really for the executor of your will, to be able to get access to that cash quickly so that they can take care of your wishes. Um, and without that cash available, it just isn't possible. Right. Funerals. We, we, we. I was shocked that we had to pay the full amount of the funeral the day we were making those decisions, which was like our day two. Right. Day two of, of being in town. It was like now we got to pull out tons and ton, thousands and thousands of dollars to. Yeah, and immediately. I mean, even. I mean, even for full. us, that was a tricky. I mean, we try to keep things in investments in place. We don't, you know, keep a lot of liquid cash just ready and that was a good lesson that you need that available even a couple days to have to move funds around it yeah wouldn't have right it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked even having to do fund transfers um and and then uh another lesson was that life doesn't didn't stop right so just just because you have a major death that the world keeps spinning yeah i think that was really a eye opener for me is just when we got to the house and just like, yeah, it was, I mean, there were lists, there were grocery notes. I mean, there were just things that like life just stopped for him, but not the rest of the world. And, you know, the kitchen table was just full of in process mail and bills. And, you know, we just started sorting through and there was, you know, the medical insurance was due five days later. It was like, Oh gosh, this bill has to be paid immediately or his wife doesn't have insurance. And, that was just one of many uh, examples of in-process things that needed to be dealt with immediately. That life continues on. Yeah, there, there was, there hadn't been a funeral, there hadn't been a visitation, there hadn't been anything, and these are the the critical emergencies that have to happen right then, or the world comes crashing down around the surviving spouse. Right. We had clients calling the house asking for updates on things it was there was just a lot of things continuing to go on that we didn't necessarily know all what was in process or even how to address a lot of things right and and these are all things that you you i mean you you this is the era of covid right and so but but this is a situation where you can't just get on a zoom call and pay these bills and, and look at oh there's there's a table here full of medical bills and like it's just not possible. Otherwise, the insurance doesn't get paid and and you fall off insurance, right? Right. So it, it's like you. It's hard to really understand what even needs to be done until you're physically there walking through this stuff. Um, it, it just it, and still things are coming up and we're having to deal with them as they come up and you just can't deal with them unless you're there. Yesterday, I, I had to pack up pack up things for his wife to make sure that she could move into uh, a care facility and like that you, you got to be there you got to you got to fly her halfway around the world to make that happen because she can't pack up her possessions herself right so all these things just have to happen um so what are some recommendations heather that you would have based on this experience that 
people could start on today in order to get their finances in order and in order to get their family prepared for when this emergency happens. And this, this is an emergency that happens to everyone, whether you want to admit it or not. It, if you're listening to this, it, if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's going to happen to you. Yeah. I mean, I think we've listed a lot of the things, the, the good things and things we wish we had. But first and foremost, I think, is to get a will done. Um, we went through an attorney for our work. We had a benefit that we could sign up for, a legal benefit, and pay it for the year. And that covered a meeting with an attorney to set up a will and a health directive and power of attorney and all of that for us. Uh, if you don't have that, I mean, I think you can Google get references for, for local attorneys that can help, or I think you can even do them online. I think you can download templates, but uh, it's really important that you and your spouse sit down, talk about what your wishes are, get your you know financials and all of that set up so that it's very clear, you know, where things are going and that, that you have it documented and you have it uh, ready for whoever is going to be managing your estate. Right. Yep. Having those documents in place, the will, the, 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 all those documents in your fireproof safe is going to be, is going to be yeah. really important. And I think that's key. Like your dad had it all together, but it was just in a, you know, in a bag. I think it's really important that you, you know, spend the $40 at Walmart to get a fireproof <laughs> safe or get something. So you have it and, and you can share with whoever, this is where it's at. This is how you access it so that there's no question on where it is or how to get to it. Yeah. And and then as part of those part of those documents, make sure you have your plans in place. Make sure you have a plan for your dependents, your kids. Um, if if your spouse ends up being a dependent, make sure that you have a plan for what what needs to happen with your spouse um, to make sure that they are taken care of appropriately. If you have a business, make sure that there is a a succession plan in place that you've talked to somebody about what needs to happen with that business just because you're not there um, your family is still going to depend on that business for any income that they might be able to get off of it even if it's just selling it off they need to know how do you sell off that business so that they can have income to live off of that's critically important Um, and like we mentioned also on the house so if you can make sure you declutter your house mm -hmm. try to organize it make sure you are clear on what's valuable, you know, maybe have those conversations um, and also, you know, document it. If there's certain things that you want someone to have, it's important to you. Make sure that that's laid out in your will and that those wishes are, are met. It, right. Yeah. Be, because you might have a conversation with someone. You might say, oh, I really want you to have the, my, my collection of, of uh, 10 carat diamonds, right? But as soon as you're gone... I'll figure it I didn't know you had a collection of Terry diamonds. <laughs> I, I do. Thankfully, I, I don't. Well, maybe not thankfully, but there, there are better investments for money than, than gems. But uh, no, if you have a collection of, of gems or anything other than valuable, don't just tell somebody, oh, when, when I die, do you just go ahead and take that? Because if they go ahead and just take it out of the house, odds are that's going to cause some problems with the rest of the family who may not have been a part of that or don't remember that conversation the same way you do. Um, that would be that would cause some problems. So make sure that if you want something to go to somebody, it's clearly documented so there's no confusion and it doesn't generate hard feelings in the family. And, and then 
make sure your your wishes are documented as well as far as how you want your burial or cremation or your funeral arrangements made where you want where you want to be buried where you want to be interred wh whatever that looks like for you um, make sure that that's all clearly documented otherwise it, it can cause it'll cause stress for your family and your wishes just may not be be carried out appropriately and I know that was a lot of things and you're kind of what all do we need so one recommendation we have is Dave Ramsey has written a book called the legacy journey and he kind of lays out all the things you need and I think he even has a, a box that mm -hmm. you can buy I think it's 30 bucks or something I'm not sure and it just has you know the box all together has the different compartments of here's all the things you need to assemble and pull together so that might be a good resource if you're like I don't even know where to start or what do I need to do that could be a good resource and we can put that in the show notes reference to that that's a good um, suggestion and then this is kind of not in preparation but if you're going through something like this like we've been doing you know take people up on their offers to help out we've had a lot of friends and family that have reached out how can we help what can we do and you know a lot of people do the do the normal stuff of dropping off food or you know the the, the common things but you know, get creative. It's it's hard because a lot of this has to be done by you. There's a lot of things that family members has to do. But if there's something that, um, you know, can be done that someone else can, people want to help. They just don't know how. So, you know, we had a friend offer to pick us up for the airport. And sure, we could have taken an Uber. We didn't need that. But it meant a lot to have someone, a friendly face, someone we knew pick us up when we landed after all this craziness. So, you know, and, and I think, so take people up. They're not just saying that, you know, if they're really your friends and family, they do want to help and don't be afraid to, to, to figure out ways that they can help and, and uh, accept that. Yeah. And, and it can be hard to accept help because you feel like you're imposing on people and you, you want to be independent and that's just the American way to be independent and take care of yourself. But, but the whole reason a big part of being a friend is being there to support people in, in their time of needs. And so your, your friends want to help you and, and let them help you. Uh, and it'll take a big burden off you. And it'll it, it's just good mentally to know you're supported and see that in action. Um, so after if, if you've gone through and you, you go through and you assemble all this documentation, you've had all these conversations, don't think that you're just done at that point. Because... This oh, information, man. what was that? Oh man, that's already a lot of work to do. It is a lot of done, work. Done. It's it's a lot of work, but that's the, that's the hard part. So, but once you've assembled all this, that information is only as good as it is current. And so, if you have new passwords that you've created, if you have um, new bank accounts, or you've tr moved money to, to a different location, or maybe you've acquired um, new prized possessions that you want to pass down and you want to earmark to somebody, you need to update those plans and update that documentation to call those items out. And I would recommend doing that um, at, annually at the same time that you're reviewing your your annual plans for uh, for your budget or the annual plans for your goals. I mean, th these are these are just as important. Um, so, uh, it, and it really doesn't take that much because odds are not a lot has changed. And so, if you change one or two things every year, it'll take you five minutes to just update those items, and then you're good to go. Um, so, I, I also just before we before we wrap this topic up. I, 
I, I think I know we're talking about this now because it's fresh. Um, it, it, you know, we were only two weeks in, but we have a long way to go on this. And I think we have a lot more that we have to learn. Um, we need to prep a house to sell. We got to clear out that house. We've got to, there's probably some uh, home improvements that need to be done before we sell. Um, there's, um, making sure that, that my, uh, my dad's wife is taken care of and that she's settled and comfortable in her new home. Um, this is going to be messy and it's still messy and it's going to be messy for a while. And so I, I think there's a lot that's going to come out of that mess, a lot of learnings. Um, and hopefully as, although I'm learning a lot, hopefully I'll never have to use those learnings again. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's also hard is it's messy, but we're also still grieving. I mean, we're going to be grieving for who knows how forever. Um, so there's a lot of things to do, but there's also still a lot of grieving going on as well. Right. And, and it, it, like you mentioned earlier, it's hard because what you really should be doing right now is grieving, but you can't, you can't do any of that because there's so much to do, um, at, at this time. And so the, the more that you can prepare, uh, whoever has to take care of your estate to make sure that, that, uh, they can spend less time on the estate and more time grieving, you're doing them a huge favor. All right. So, uh, not a fun topic, but a very important one for you and your spouse or your significant other to have. So we want you to have, have this conversation at home. So start, you know, building your legacy plan, pulling together your documents, having those hard conversations with plans for your dependents, for your stuff, um, getting that documented. If you need to reach out to a lawyer, getting all of that documented, put in one place and, and having that plan wrapped up. Like we said, we recommend, you know, the Dave Ramsey legacy box, if you need some sort of tool for that. So David, um, I know it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks, but what, what has been the most challenging part of this process for you? Well, for me, I think that the hardest part has really been not knowing how any of this is supposed to work. Um, I, I feel like I was just, I was underprepared for the the responsibilities and, and actions ahead of me. So I go, I was, I felt like I was going in a little bit blind as far as what I needed to do. And, and then as I'm going through it, just afraid of making mistakes that, that could potentially destroy, you know, everything that my dad's built up over his lifetime. Right. So you spent, he spent a whole lifetime creating his world and now I'm coming in and in the course of a couple of days, I'm, to a couple of weeks, I'm trying to make sense of it, sort it, dismantle what needs to be dismantled, and do it in a do it in an appropriate way. And there's a lot of opportunity in there to screw things up in a major way. And so I think that is is has been my my kind of the biggest challenge is is trying to do that in a way that's that's not destroying unintentionally what what he's created and and what what he built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think has been most challenging or for you through this? For me, I think it's kind of what I've stated is just balancing. Like all I've wanted to do, like as soon as we got on the plane and got to, back to Minnesota, I just wanted to be with your dad's wife and just hug her and just be in the moment and grieve. And it, and we were able to do that, but then it was just like jump right into action. And that's what's been hard for me is balancing the, I just want to 
be in this moment and grieve and, and be talking and sharing memories. And, and yet there's been so much, we've just had to jump into action. And I mean, I have a tendency to do well in that, like be able to, you know, get things done and get focused, but I don't want to miss, like, I want to be able to lament and be in that, that grieving time. And I don't want to look back and just be like, I missed that part. So I think that's been challenging, but stuff has to get done. Right. And so it's been a challenge of balancing, you know, being with each other and, you know, sharing memories and doing that, but also balancing, getting the things that need to be done squared away and, and supporting. Um, yeah. That's something I've struggled with as well. You're, you're completely right. Like it's, it's something we, it'd be great to be able to, to take time and, and, and do it, do what we need to do um, just to work through it. But, but we, we can't, we have to, we have to keep, keep everything moving. We got to keep the, the bills paid. We've got to, got to keep everything organized. So that, that's hard. Oh, all right. Well, a difficult conversation, but I think that that wraps it up for today. We would love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes as that helps us reach more people. Thank you once again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you are a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.